Halloween show is very scary. Are you superstitious about Friday the 13th? What's the deal with Friday the 13th? Nobody escapes unharmed. Bill O'Reilly is a demon-possessed messenger of Satan. I'm going up to Earth to rule alone. Don't be frightened. Just pull up the covers and stay in bed until Friday the 13th turns into Saturday the 14th. Sounds fine, tingly dingling. How far is it to Camp Crystal Lake? It's fun to be scared, huh? <laughs> Friday the 13th, were you aware of that? Today is Friday the 13th. Be prepared with Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Now back to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht and Benny Hardy. All right. Happy the Friday the 13th. That's right. Taking a look at your Friday the 13th weather forecast for tonight. Uh, cloudy, occasional rain showers all around 63. Tomorrow, uh, showers and thunderstorms in the morning. And, uh, well, it gets worse in the afternoon. What can I say? Uh, thunderstorms pretty much all day long. A high around 80 degrees tomorrow. Chance of rain tomorrow, 80%. Tomorrow night, a low of 63 with chance of rain at 40%. We do get one good day out of the weekend. There's a chance of a stray shower, but otherwise sunshine and a high of 86 on Sunday. So uh, you get half the weekend is pretty good weather. That's going to feel hot. Uh, 86 and, and uh, yeah, a rain At, shower, yeah. that's going to feel hot. After cold, windy days this week. I, you know, a, a, a day of hot would sound pretty good to me. By the way, it's also National Apple Pie Day. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I'll vote for that. Uh, weather and Apple Pie brought to you by our friends at Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Warmer weather will be here this weekend anyway. What a better way to join the outside and the outdoors with family and friends than being poolside or greenside or um, tennis side. Voted best golf course in Greenville three years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club is waiving all initiation fees. They want you to join and join in the fun and become a member today. Not a golfer, Ironwood's new social membership includes access to their competition-sized swimming pool, clay service tennis courts, and member-only full-service restaurant. For more information, contact membership director Jenna Doyle. Jenna's number is 752-4653, Brent Robertson from Williamston is one of the eight candidates running for the first congressional district and uh, brent is in studio with us right now brent welcome in good to have you with us thank you for having me brent um i've heard your ads and uh, i know you're a a strong christian believer and uh, you really feel like the lord has called you to run for this office tell us your story there's a lot of folks that probably have heard your ads but don't really know you the man tell us about your life story your family and uh, exactly why you are running for Congress. Well, like I say, you probably have heard the radio ad, and that's exactly 100% correct. I'm a logger, not a lawyer. Some people get mixed up when I say logger. They think (laughs) I'm a lawyer, but I'm a logger and a contractor from Williamston. And I've never wanted to be a politician at all, but I was praying and complaining, just like the uh, radio ad says. And the thought came to me, if you're not willing to do anything about it, stop complaining. So I sat there kind of in bewilderment, wondering what I should do. And finally I said, well, God, if you're asking me what shall I do, well, who shall I send? Send Brent. So I got up and I walked in there and told my wife, I said, I'm running for Congress. And she's like, okay. She had actually had the flu that day. So she didn't care what I told her that day. But she was like, yeah, she, Did she actually know what you're yeah. saying when she comes she, back a couple days later and said, what did you say? She said she did, but I don't know if she really did or not. So uh, well, now that she's recovered from the flu, how does she feel about you being a congressman? Oh, yeah, she's excited about it. She's a trooper. She's helping me out all she can. Tell us about the rest of your family. Well, I have a daughter, like I say, my wife, we've been married for 21 years, and we have a daughter together, Mary Spencer. She is 19. She attends Ole Miss. And then we have a son, Liam. He is 16, and he uh, goes to Lawrence Academy over in Mary Hill, 
And when he gets finished playing baseball in the afternoons, he climbs on a tractor and tends 125 acres. So that's his side job. Is he's actually a little farmer. So. There you go. Now, is this your farm or is this it, the family is. farm? Okay, it is. Okay. And uh, like I say, I let him do that just so he realizes that he can work and not always get a paycheck at the end. So, he so from life from how you described it, I, I'm assuming this is the first time you've ever run for elected office. Like I say, I've never want to run dog for dog catcher. I never want to do anything. It's just the fact that. I was praying, and I hadn't told a lot of the people this. Our country can't continue to erode yeah. with regard to morals like it has in the last 10 years and have a country that I want my kids to grow up in. So that's what I was actually praying about. How long have you been a Republican? My whole life, ever since okay. I uh, could register to vote. So Which, I'm 51, uh, so okay. since I was 18. So you're, you're going back into, what, the uh, early 80s when you first? Uh... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The um, well, at, back in the early '80s. By the way, did you did you vote for uh, Lamprecht for state senate when I was running? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you weren't in my district. He probably, no, I was. He probably, I was. Williamson was in, in uh, at the district. He at the probably time. saw that name. He said, "I'm not voting for that Yankee." <laughs> <laughs> so, well, just don't answer this. This way. <laughs> um, so, on your website. You've got uh, a, a, bunch, a bunch of issues that you obviously are important to you, national defense, immigration, border security, inflation, um, out-of-control spending, your pro-life, uh, religious liberty, Second Amendment, gun rights. Um, of those issues, if you had to pick one, what is the most important thing? And what, what is, the, what is the, the, the keystone issue that affects all those other issues? Oh, it's inflation right in a second. Um, I 100% think that we have to get our inflation under control because you're not secure if we don't have any money. And I was talking to a guy today, and he was telling me that for me not to be surprised if next week diesel fuel didn't hit $6 a gallon. Mm. Now, $6 a gallon diesel fuel to a lot of people doesn't matter. To loggers and farmers and contractors, it really matters. And it's going to matter to everybody else when they don't realize that because right. of those food line trucks exactly start slowing down and stuff starts coming slower at, you know, to your grocery store, then the inflation is going to continue to rise. So if we don't get a handle on that and get a handle quickly, this going to be a snowball effect. Now, you know, you got border security and stuff like that. That's a big issue, and everybody agrees with that. But right this second, if we don't get this inflation under control, like I said, it's, it's just going to be tough. Yeah. Well, that, that's a good topic to lead to my question. Before the show, I was telling Tom that um, on the Washington Times today, uh, there was – opinion uh editor of dave walker that used to be comptroller general of the united states under clinton and bush has been he, he's been beating the, beating the drums for years i've known him about you know the national debt issues and problems such as that and and stating the fact that you know basically we can't remain our security the most important part of our security is for us to say a financial economic power in the world and it seems like republicans and democrats you know during election time, they, they say a lot of things, but they don't do a lot of things. So on a specific issue, just this week, uh, I'm just curious, it, it passed overwhelmingly, but what do you think about the $40 trillion uh, Ukraine aid package that's passed the House, hadn't gone to the Senate yet? What, what, if Brent Robertson was in Washington, what would you do? What would you say about that? So, you know, that pulls on people's heartstrings because they want to do something, and we always want to give money away. But we don't really have the money to give away. And at some point, you're going to have to say no. So it's, it's no different with the federal government as it is your family. If you don't have enough money and you can't afford it, you just can't afford it. So at some point, we're just going to have to say no, we can't afford it. And that's what we're going to have to do 
regardless of who wins. We're going to have to rein our spending back under control. I tell people all the time, because and y'all probably have heard this too, the spending we're doing now, our grandkids are going yeah. to pay for, everybody's heard that. That's a ridiculous statement because we're the ones that teach them financial responsibility. If we're not financially responsible ourselves, we're not going to be able to pass that trade on to them. Therefore, they're not going to be able to pay their debt and ours. That's a ridiculous. We have to get our spending under control. And it's possible. I mean, there's a story out earlier this week on the Carolina Journal talked about the surplus that we're going to have. I think they said that it's going to actually be $6.5 billion more than they anticipated. In North Carolina, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if a state can do it, why can't a country do it? And it's just a matter of the, the discipline. How do you convey that, though? You'd be one of 435. Um, so how does one individual – is it just another drop in the bucket? How do you approach that? So I hope not. Um, and that's what I tell people all the time. You have to go and you have to be able to build relationships with other like-minded people to get stuff done. If you're going to be a radical right or a radical left, you're not really going to be productive at anything. But if you can get there in the middle and talk to people with other like-minded, then don't compromise your beliefs. But at the same time, it has to take compromise in order to get stuff done. And like I say, your core beliefs, you can't compromise that. But there's other people on the other side of the aisle that feel the same way that we feel, mm-hmm. you know, and that's you're just going to have to work with those people. You're just going to have to find the people that you can work with and build a coalition. Could you name one of them that feel the same way you do? Um, yeah, Barry Moore from Alabama. Um, he's a pretty good guy. I've talked to him. And he's a, a Democrat. No, nah, he's a Republican. That's what I'm saying. You said people uh, on the yeah, side but, of the aisle. Who? Who? who I, I mean, I'm not trying to be uh, argumentative, but I, I, I think that's part of the problem. I don't well, know of anybody on the other side of the aisle that would you that could, could agree with you. Well, maybe I'm being optimistic on that. I, I think you can. I think you can. Um, Joe Manchin on some issues, but yeah. other than that, I mean, it just I, I just if if you look at this last, I know I'm getting off track here, but if you look at this uh, Women Protective Health Act that came, they came out with, I don't know how anybody anybody could vote for that, and yet 49 Democrats voted for that, which would basically abortion anytime, anywhere up to the ninth month of the pregnancy, which, you know, if it was up to the ninth month, it wouldn't be long before you'd have infanticide. And there was only one Democrat, Joe Manchin, that didn't vote for that. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, you make a valid point. That's, it's, it's crazy. But if we don't, regardless, then, like I say, I don't know how we're going to turn this around. Because it's going, yeah. we, we've got to do that. We've got to reach across the aisle. And I don't and mean to be to argumentative together. with you, Brent. I mean, I, I like what oh, you're no, saying, I, but uh, I just, I, it's, it, I, well, yeah, yeah, boy, I, it's I like the, I like the optimism because, to your point, uh, unfortunately, on Democrats and Republicans, and I think it falls on the Republican and Democrat leadership both, you know, they, they want to demonize the other side on every issue. I mean, I, I think you got to have somebody that goes up there and say, okay, uh, on these 10 issues, you and I don't agree on nine of them, but we agree on this one. Well, heck, let's just work on this one. And if everybody does that, sooner or later you might get something that's that's reasonable instead of you know nothing getting done. Yeah, and I didn't want to go real radical on you on this and turn into a Christian show. But at the same time, you know, 2,000 years ago, one guy went, went here, and that's made all the difference. So it might take this one person going and being willing to reach across the aisle. That might be the deal. I, I don't know. But uh, this kind of on that same note, I can't do it by myself, but with me and God, anything's possible. There you go. You describe yourself as a conservative small business owner and a leader. What, what makes an effective leader? Um, well, to be able to look at the future. And not, I say this all the time. Our politicians right now, 
are nothing but reactive. They're just like the police. You want the police to be reactive. You don't want them to come and arrest you before you do something wrong. But you don't want your politicians to be reactive. They react to the social media, to the media, and any social injustice right now. That's what they are leading based on. And that's ridiculous. What we need to do is see where we want our country to go and legislate for the future. That's where we need our country to go. That's where we need our politicians to be, looking at the vision. So if you don't have a vision, then you're not a leader. Yeah. But if you can look to the future and see where we need to go as a country, then that makes a good leader. Let's turn to uh, – and, and I don't want a Monday morning quarterback, the, the previous uh, previous representative of this district, G.K. Butterfield. But, but let's face it, um, I, the first district is uh, – there's a lot of poor counties, a lot, a lot of people struggling and that type of thing. And, you know, I mean, I'd argue with him if you want to come on the show and argue with us. G.K. Butterfield's per- pretty much done whatever the Democrat Party has told him to do and when to yeah. do it and never really focused on this district. What what can you do if you're elected um, y- y- to help turn the tide a little bit for the areas that uh, has been, sh- been struggling for years? Well, I talk about this all the time. You can have a dream of there's going to be a whole bunch of Amazon jobs coming to this district, and that's not going to be a reality. But what is a reality is we have a lot of small businesses. So if we can work with the, from a federal level, work with the state and get back vocational training back in our high schools Thank so you. that we already know how to send kids to four-year institutions. We got that down pat. But the 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade kids that are not going to go to a four-year institution, we need to teach them how to read and write be able to do balance their checkbook but then we need to send them to a vocational pod if that's what they're interested in if they want to be an electrician a plumber a mechanic a welder or something like that teach them a little bit of school and then do an apprenticeship and what that'll do is you'll retain high school graduates and then you'll also build a really good ethical workforce that knows what to do when they get out of school and they'll make a good living they'll make a really good living it's been demonized to be a blue-collar tradesman like myself but a lot of those guys make a whole lot more money than Bingo. people who go to four-year institutions, and they have a whole lot less debt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, well, I told I told somebody this week that uh, you talk about your background and what you, what you've done. I said, you know what, the Republican Party, and no no offense to somebody like to, to, to have pocket squares, but the Republican Party's got enough pocket square Republicans in Washington. We need people that, that's yeah. actually done yeah. done things and got and some callus on their hands. Yeah. Been a small business owner and knows what it makes to make a payroll, really, and not just in in the play world but yeah <laughs> yeah and i started I, so i'm like you say it was a contractor and i was, uh used to build highways and when i got out of school in 1995 from north carolina state i didn't know what i wanted to do whether i wanted to be a lawyer actually i did think about going to law school or be a dirt mover that's what i call it so i ended up starting a construction company with me and one guy and four thousand dollars in the bank and grew it to me and 125 guys doing 20 million dollars a year impressive so you know actually like i said that was leading a little bit too and I think that's what we need. I think we yeah. need people who have yeah. done it themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, created. Yeah, we've got too many people that have inherited their wealth and uh, somehow thinks that uh, they think that gives them a right of privilege. Um, your website, yep, is brentrobertson2022.com. There you go. And you can see me at Facebook at uh, Brent for Congress on facebook well listen brent thanks for your christian testimony thanks for your uh, willingness and i say this to everybody that comes in for your willingness to run it is uh it's a little intimidating and uh you make yourself very vulnerable to the world and uh, there's people that some people love you some people hate you but uh thanks thanks for getting out there and i you know you've you've done part of your civic duty now if you win you'll have a whole lot more to do but uh 
congratulations on uh, getting this far and uh, look forward to what happens next tuesday well, well thank you and i sure hope i win like I say everybody needs to get out and vote for brent there you go brent robertson if you're in district two one uh, <laughs> i'm looking at your website 2022 if you're in district <laughs> one thank you brent uh, you can get out next Tuesday. I guess early voting is uh, through uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, early okay. voting through tomorrow, and Tuesday and the, otherwise, is otherwise get out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming in, Brent. Yep. Appreciate Thank you. Good to meet you. Thanks, Brent. You bet. Stay with us, Benny, and I'll be right back. <laughs> 